Amy Little Higher Podcast, Episode Zero. You are locked into Aim a Little Higher Podcast, where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into results. Results. I know you're going to dig this. Welcome to the Aim a Little Higher Podcast. It's Eliza Doyle here, and I have the absolute pleasure of introducing the host of the show today, Kamal Hyman. Hey, what's up? So, how are you today? Absolutely fantastic. I am really excited, actually. So, obviously, you've launched this podcast, and can you just tell us why you launched it? Yeah, sure thing. So, basically, I get to travel to the UK, I speak in schools, colleges, and youth organisations to young people. And what happens is you go there, you deliver a session, it's awesome, but then... There's nothing to really follow up unless the school orders you in again. So it's kind of in the school's hands. So what I wanted to do was provide inspiration for young people where they're in control. And they have me literally in their pocket, all these interviews in their pocket. And at any time they want to listen, they can. Okay, lovely. So does that mean that this podcast is purely for young people or is it for everyone? I mean, it's aimed at young people. So if you're, and when I say young people, I mean like 16 to 25, you know, Um, but what will naturally happen is, you know, there'll be some adults who just want a bit of inspiration or some younger children who are thinking ahead and want to listen to the show. So what is the actual podcast content? What is it actually all about? Obviously, it's January 1st, New Year, New Me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I know every year, you know, everyone's like, New Year, New Me, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, we find it hard to stick to it. And it's because we need consistent motivation. Uh, I think Zig Ziglar said, um, you know, motivation is like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's a, a great speaker i used to follow and um okay. he said motivation is like bathing you know um it doesn't last forever i'd, I'd recommend it daily kind of thing so they need a daily source of motivation so the idea of this is every monday and wednesday i find an inspirational person and i interview them and find out what makes them tick you know what were they like when they were younger what steps they take to get to where they are and how can our audience learn from them to do the same or build whatever passion the audience member has okay and I also believe that you're interviewing people that aren't already at the top of their game yet so people that are on their way there which is some of the cases that our young people are in today already choosing their A-levels or just got out of their GCSEs going to college or picking university yeah 100% um it was kind of mentioned to me that it's we don't always want to hear from people who have quote-unquote made it sometimes it's nice to hear about someone at the beginning of their journey ready to start, ready to launch and hear about their journey. So, yeah, it's going to be a mix. You won't come on to the show every time and be listening to millionaires. You know, there will be people at all different walks of life. Lovely. So as someone that has made it in your quotation, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm going to ask you the questions now. Awesome stuff. I look forward to it. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Monday and Wednesday interviews, but Saturday is the Q&A, where literally anyone in the audience get in contact with us and submit your question. You get a whole episode dedicated to your question, and you get a free Aim a Little Higher shirt. Lovely. And how do they get in contact with you? Um, literally go to www.aimalittlehigher.com and in the top box it says submit your question. Do it like that, or just send it to me on Twitter, I'm at Kamal Hyman, or on Facebook, and the page is Kamal Hyman, or Instagram, which is Kamal Hyman. There's a pattern here. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, okay, so what were you like as a young child? Oh man, I was real energetic. Like, I was just happy. I were was... you? Yeah, I was really? I was just <laughs> I know, hard to believe, right? I was just real happy and I loved performing, you know, I just loved being on stage, I loved um 
being watched doing the, it, yeah i i tried sports and it didn't really work out well for me when i was really young i was good at football got into year 7 played one game of football dropped from the team for 5 years and, not great <laughs> yeah so it didn't really work for me i tried rugby i was scared uh, i saw four guys run at me i was like nope not playing this anymore so i was very much into acting uh, into street dance and just yeah self expression i just loved it yeah you had your own street dance company Yes, uh, we had ASK, the Artistic Street Kids, and then later on we um, developed the Movement Street Dance Academy. Lovely. Um, what education route did you take? This is a big question for Kamel. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, GCSEs. Uh, I did pretty well at my GCSEs, then I went to sixth form. And, Can I just ask your grades again? Um, so at GCSE I got uh, seven A's and two A stars. Okay. Um, then I got a distinction in business, American IT, and I got a C in French, which I took after school because they, they made me. Um, but yeah, then I went to sixth form. I did my first year of sixth form and was offered the opportunity to be youth MP. So I became youth MP and then I, I left. I got my AS levels and I left school. That's one big decision. Yeah, it was a big one. And I, you know, I sat down with my parents and, you know, we said, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. And my parents literally said, if you're going to do it and do it seriously and be passionate about it, then fine. But the second you stop doing it properly, you're going back to school. Um, and that was our agreement. And yeah, I, I took the plunge. Good. Very well done. Um, so you didn't do university after that? No, no. I, For me, university is for people who know exactly what it is they want to do. And for me, with what I do as a speaker, there's no course that will help you as a speaker, really. You know. Um, so for me, the best education is going out there and speaking. However, if I want to be a doctor, I'd, I'd definitely go to university. So for me, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd let you touch me if you did <laughs> To be honest, I believe that you went to college recently, though. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so my fiance and her mother really like got on my case. It was like, you need to go to college because you've got all this spare time. I was like, cool. Uh, I went to college. I signed up to the Peter Jones Enterprise Academy. And yeah, I did a course for a year on business and entrepreneurship. And that's how you got National Entrepreneur of the Year. Yes. Yeah. So at the end, you get to apply to pitch your business to Peter Jones. You know, hundreds of us applied. Six of us were chosen got to the final, pitched my business, and yeah, I was announced Peter Jones' National Entrepreneur of the Year, which was absolutely amazing. I can imagine. Um, now, what was your first job? Oh, man. So, I had, I was very, like, entrepreneurial when I was younger, so I had, like, my own little businesses. I'd, like, push people on go-karts and <laughs> rent my games out to neighbours and that kind of thing. My parents owned a market school, so I, I went to the market and worked for them a lot. But my first actual job from, like, an employer, uh, I worked at a bowling alley. And I was a party host. So when children came in and had a party, I was like, that guy, like, hey, guys, time for your party. And I brought them the food. I dressed up as a dinosaur and taught them how to bowl. So it's like a few steps down from entertainment, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it at first and then I really I stopped liking it. And, and yeah, that's when I left and started. Was to there a reason that you didn't like it anymore? Yeah. 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 Uh, the boss came in one day and said, come out. It's been an incident. I was like, what's happened? He said, someone's pooed on the floor. I was like, that's disgusting. And he said, yeah, it needs to be cleaned up. I was like, you're damn right. Don't leave it there. And he's like, no, no, you need to clean it up. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and we had this argument back and forth. And I got home that day and I was just like, why, why am I here? What am I doing? And I sat down. I, wrote, I had these blank pieces of paper and I just wrote down, you know, my hobbies, my interests. Uh, and just figured out what I was passionate about. And then built a career around that. I think a lot of people think that after they get home from work, if it's a day that they don't like, especially if you're working a nine till five, you think, yeah. what am I doing here? Um, 
any significant or surprising achievements that we as an audience don't know about? Ah, oh, significant surprising achievements. Okay. Um, when, I, <laughs> when I was younger, I jumped off a cliff. And that for me <laughs> was a significant or surprising achievement because I was really scared. Like, I don't think I've ever been so scared in my life. And I had my younger brother there running and jumping off into the sea. And I was just really nervous. And it took me literally five hours to jump. Of running up back and forth towards this cliff, stopping, running, stopping, running, stopping. And eventually, you know, I jumped and it was the best feeling of my life, um, you know, at that point. And yeah, it was amazing. And it, I think it just showed me how to take on challenges moving forward that, cool, you're going to be scared at first, but keep going, keep going. And eventually, once you do it, it will feel amazing. Um, so I think that's one that people wouldn't know because everything else about me is quite transparent. I'm quite out there. If you go on my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, I'm, I'm really out there. That's one thing that's not on any social media or anything. Very, very scary moment, I bet. Extremely, extremely. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to do it again, to be honest. And your younger brother did it first? My younger brother not only did it first, but did it about five times, maybe even six oh, before dear. I... Yeah, yeah. The, as did my big sister, as did my dad. And I think my mum did as well. I'm, I'm wow. not going to lie. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, not my proudest moment. But once you did it, you felt 100% and much yeah, better. Yeah, 100%. And my brother was like, you going to do it again? I'm like, nope. nope. <laughs> You've done it once. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, can you take us to the exact moment when you discovered your passion? Mm, that's a good question. The exact moment. So there was that kind of whole thing of, you know, coming home from work and sitting down with those pieces of paper. That really opened my eyes. But what I did in this piece of paper is I circled like three or five of them. So Like initi- a mind map. Yeah. So yeah. initially I thought it was about street dance. I thought that was my passion and I did street dance for a while. And then what I noticed is I was getting bored of the dancing and teaching the dance, but I loved the one-to-one with the students and like seeing a student who wasn't confident and helping them get confident. And I thought... Watching them grow. Yeah. And I thought yeah. there's something here. I don't know what it is, but there's something there. And then, you know, the youth MP role as well, doing the same sort of thing. I start to notice this thing of I really like helping people and I just love people and I want to be the reason they, they're inspired or the reason they do better. So I went to a Tony Robbins event. He makes you go through this, this stuff about yourself and I was just watching this guy on stage and I was like, wow. And for those people who don't know speakers, verify <laughs> who Tony so Robbins Tony, is. So Tony Robbins is the guy. Like He's uh, from America. He's a peak performance coach. He coaches uh, Serena Williams. Um, like Hugh Jackman, like people like that. And his his goal, his role is basically he helps you to perform at your best. Um, so for me, I thought that's amazing. But it's not relevant to young people. A lot of young people don't really care about your Tony Robbins, your Bob Proctors. Not don't care about them, but they can't relate because there's such a massive age difference. Yeah. So I was like, what if I could take all the principles and lessons they're teaching, put it into a way that's accessible for young people and present it myself? As you're young yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 21, so... Uh, yeah, I'm young, but I just remember when I was 19 and I started, it was amazing. I go and I'm like, I'm 19. They're like, what, you're 19? No way. Now I'm like, I'm 21. They're like, cool, continue. <laughs> but you're still very young. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, that's not really a moment per se, but it's a combination of moments and you see, and actually, this is what I love. Let me go and figure out how to do it properly. Lovely. 
Okay, and so as that was your vision to become a speaker to yeah. young people, I know you don't like to call yourself a motivational speaker, <laughs> but I'm calling you a speaker for now. Um, what steps did you do to make that vision a reality? Because I think that's what young people find hard. We can have an ideal in our head what we want to be, yeah. but to get there. So for me, it was about going around and doing things for free. So volunteering. I volunteered to be a youth MP and I learned so much in that year. I got so much experience. So after volunteering for that year as youth MP, I then started giving speeches for free. I then reached out to a mentor who basically was like, yeah, great, you want to do it. Um, and that was it. He didn't speak to me for a year. So in that year, I was like, cool, let me do it myself. I set up a website. I set up a YouTube channel and started putting up these motivational videos called like Three Minute Motivation. It'd just be me talking about a subject. And eventually it got a bit of traction, like the free speeches. I got people to write reviews about me and started to show them to other people and eventually got good good enough to start charging. Started charging a small fee. Eventually, you know, my mentor came back to me and was like, yeah, you know, we'll take you on now. And I basically took like an apprenticeship with him almost. It was like I joined his company. I spent a good year just learning, just watching, learning, understanding, being mentored. and then set up my own company. Um, so, yeah, so if you've got a passion, man, to like start doing it, then find a mentor Go in, you know, be willing to work for free, just get that experience and then set up yourself. So, yeah, that was kind of my steps to success, if you will. <laughs> Lovely. Volunteering seems to be a new thing at the moment. I think a lot of people, we, was, we discussed it when I was at school, um, when you put it on your personal statement. So you used to do like a couple of days volunteering and then you yeah. could write it down. Um, but BBC had just brought out this new thing about volunteering and you're saying that it's very important. Oh, massively, massively. And I was one of those young people like, Come on, I work for youth MP. I was like, yeah, how much does it pay? They're like, nothing. I was like, what? They're like, it's how am I going to get my clothes? <laughs> literally. <laughs> I was literally like, how much are you volunteering to pay me? They're like, nothing. And, and it was, yeah, it was a shock. But you put your ego to the side. And, you know, as a student, I live with my parents. I didn't have much outgoings. I thought, let me just give. Let me just go volunteer and just give. And funny enough, every time I've volunteered, something big has come back. So I used to volunteer for Pat Trust just for fun came back and offered me a job. And, you know, I got a job working with the Papworth Trust. That's That was a kind of after the bowling alley. It was like my next step before I started my own business. And I also think that you don't have to just volunteer. You can get things like a zero-hour contract nowadays yeah. where you can say, oh, I volunteer for maybe four days a week and I can work two days and have one day off or whatever to follow that dream of yours. Yeah, this is it. And employers want actual experience. Like, I went to a school the other day. I was with, like, their top set year 11s. I got in there. I was like, yo, here to motivate you. What grade are you getting? They're like, A stars. Brilliant. I was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> like, What's your worst subject? They're like, none. A stars and everything. Wow. I was like, okay. I was like, uh, well, I've got you guys for an hour. Um, okay. Where are you heading? They're like, Oxford. I was like, okay. <laughs> what's your backup plan? Like, Cambridge. And I was like, this is really not a great day for me. <laughs> and then I said, okay, um, you know, what's going to make you stand out? And they were like, my grades. I was like, I agree, but what else? And they couldn't think of anything. That's they scary, literally couldn't think of anything at all. And yeah, it was real scary. And I and I realised we sometimes we focus so much on grades, we forget to become a well-rounded person. And volunteering is a great way to become a well-rounded person. So yeah, get some volunteer experience. I agree. Okay, we're into our rapid round Woo-hoo! now. Okay, so very quickly. What time do you wake up in the morning? The time I wake up depends literally on what I've got to do for that day. I don't have kind of a set time. If I'm working, because I don't do a lot of work in my own city, it's normally travelling somewhere, I have to wake up at like 4 or 5am before I start driving. 
uh, on a normal day, if I'm just like chilling in the office, then I might wake up at like nine, ten, depending on what I've got to do for that day. If it's a gym day, then I'm up at five a.m. So yeah, it really varies. It just depends on what the goals are for that day. And how many gym days do you have? Um, at the moment, I'm aiming for three. I, I jumped in like I'm gonna do five, and then I realised, yeah, I need Too to. Many. <laughs> <laughs> Let's build up slow. Let's build up slow. So I'm just in the phase of building up slowly. I did like two last week, and I'm just gonna build slowly. Get to that three consistently, then go up to five. Lovely, and I think you've sort of answered it there as one of the things. But what are the one of the things that you do in the morning that guarantee you're going to have a productive day? To guarantee a productive day. Um, one thing is, and it's not in the morning, so it's technically not answering your question. But if I know the night before what I need to do tomorrow, I'm more likely to wake up, not snooze, and actually get on with it. If I haven't decided, I'll wake up and I'll be like, hmm. What should I do today? And I'll spend hours just thinking about what to do rather than actually doing anything. So having it yeah, set the I day before. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that with revision all the time. I'm definitely going to revise today for this many hours. And then you just don't. You eat or you get hungry in that right. time. <laughs> exactly. So it needs to be like properly set the day before. So if I set the day before, then, you know, I'll, I'll know exactly what I'll, I'm doing. So I think that's the best way to be productive. Other than that, shower, music and comedy. Is like my trio. I love listening to comedy. Normally before I go to sleep, it puts me in a good mood. And in the morning, have a playlist that just wakes you up. Especially if I'm driving to a school, I need to be blasting out some Jay-Z and some Kanye. Lovely. So yeah. This is a very interesting question. I don't know the answer at all. If you could be any animal, what would you be and why? Oh, tough one, tough one. Because my instinct says... I'm going to go back to when I was younger. I'm going to say a tiger. I'm going to say a tiger. Interesting. Because I, initially I was thinking lion, but I'm like, mm, lion, uh, mainstream. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not, they don't, lions have like a whole, a whole herd of women and stuff. I just want one. So tiger, I used to have a tiger on my bed called Snowy and I used to feel really safe when she was there. So I think oh, as a tiger, <laughs> as a tiger, you are, you're powerful, you're strong, they're, like their natural camouflage of their, their body just amazing. And yeah, they're just fierce. They get things done. They don't mess around. It's it's done. They protect their family. They raise their family and they keep themselves kind of to themselves and get on with it. So yeah, I love tigers. Tigers are my my actual favourite animal. So you think that you want to be that because they are good looking and, <laughs> and they get what they want. Yes, and they are they protect their family. Which I think, as a man, is like your role. Important. What's your favourite dessert? Oh man, this is new. Chocolate cake and custard. Any specific chocolate cake, or does it? Could it be any chocolate cake in the world? Oh no, see, it's it's difficult to get the right chocolate cake. Okay, so a chocolate muffin's good, but it feels a bit too thin when you chew it. You're fussy. Oh yeah, <laughs> completely. The best, actually, right now, dial a pizza. Chocolate cake is doing it for me. Wow. Uh, if you go to Tamu, even better. So yeah, <laughs> chocolate cake Brilliant. and custard, but just like your normal Devon custard. We'll take that then. Tammy's or Dyla Pizza chocolate cake. This is it. With warmed custard, not cold custard. Ugh. Ugh. It tastes the same to me. <laughs> um, name one thing you couldn't go without. Wow. One thing I couldn't go without. I don't have one. I have two. I have two. Okay, well, I'll allow okay. you to can I? Two. Can I... Can I do like one one heartfelt and then one materialistic? Yes. Is that fair? 
Okay, yes. so further can go that is my family, as my fiance, my daughter, like my family. I love my family. They keep me grounded. They keep me happy, and they give me like a reason to work hard. If that makes sense, because when it's just about me, I might do it. I might not. When it's, there's a bigger picture, I'm way more dedicated. And then to be um, a bit more materialistic, my MacBook. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah my MacBook man. It just. It's awesome. I can edit my podcast, do the videos, tweet. Like, yeah. I love well, I guess Mac. we wouldn't be here if it weren't for your Mac. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, do you like karaoke? This is about the next question. Okay, so I love karaoke. Like, I lo- like. I recently went on holiday with my fiance to Lanzarote, and I-, I lived at the karaoke bar every night. I love it. I feel like I'm on stage at Wembley. Like, <laughs> did you want to be a pop star ever? Um, yeah, yeah, but there's an issue with a lot of people's ears where they can't hear my voice properly, and to them it sounds like I can't sing. But you think you can? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And I can in sing. tune. I I think when I hear myself, I I sound amazing. But for some reason, when other people hear it, it doesn't sound it. And if you record it and then play it back to me, it sounds wrong as well. I don't know what's wrong with the recorder. But I right. think I can. <laughs> I think I can sing. So in your mind, but nowhere else you can sing in tune. Yeah, I think that sums it up perfectly. Okay, so if you were at a karaoke bar, mm-hmm. like you were on holiday, <laughs> what's the song that you go to? Ah, uh, just one is hard. I think it has to be Kanye West, Gold Digger, because <laughs> it, everyone knows it. Everyone True. knows it. So it's a sing-along song and people can get into it, you know? Um, so that'd be the first. Then it'd be a bit of Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. But I'd save that to the end when wow. everyone's ready to go home. I don't want to like see you for too long after I've done Bohemian Rhapsody. Because Why? It's a tough song. It's a tough song to get right. That's like my closer. And then I leave on that note. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, tell us something most people don't know about you. Wow. Something most people don't know about me. Because you are quite open, aren't you? Literally. I'm, I'm yeah. very transparent. So there's not much... I'm scared of horror films, which I don't think most people would know. Not very manly, so I don't think you'd share. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm scared of horror films and and roller coasters. Can't do it. Not for me, no. I don't understand why someone would pay money to be scared. Okay, interesting. I like horror movies. Yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Why do you like what? I don't, it gives me a thrill. I'm not mo- so much about roller coasters. I'll do them all once, but I won't do them again because I find they make me feel sick. Okay. Um, but horror movies, I like them. I find the story very interesting. Weird. Yeah, I think you're crazy. Think Fair you're enough. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your most effective daily habit? Oh, my effective daily habit. That's a tough one. For me. I, oh wow, what a tough question. I'm, I've got a bit of an addictive personality, right? So for me, I'll be working on something and that will be my focus. And I don't really focus on anything else until I've done that, if that makes sense. That's good. So I guess my most effective daily habit is whatever goes towards that project. It's like a really weird answer. But like the podcast at the moment, my most, the most effective thing I do is editing on the podcast because it means it can be released. Um... And focus. I think focus is very important. Oh, man, that's something I've I've suffered from before. So, yeah, focus is important. So, yeah, for me, I guess it's making making sure I'm on task, which doesn't sound like a, 
a really specific daily habit. But no, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's really effective for me. Keep your eye on the goal. That's it, and you know, do a little bit more every day. Aim a little higher with it every day, and you know, you get to the end result. What's your biggest distraction? <laughs> um, okay, this is again. I keep giving more than one answer. This is twofold. My biggest distractions are my phone, and I think that's many people's and phone. my ideas. Okay, so firstly the phone. I if I see that little red dot, that little red number next to an app, I need to click it. What's going on? Why do I have one Snapchat? Why do I have three WhatsApps? Why do I have four? What's going on? And you don't think I'm going to turn it off? Um, no, and that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I got to a stage, you know, when I was writing my book, I got to a stage where I was like, I have to put on airplane mode. I was yeah. like, an hour, it's on airplane mode. Leave me alone. Saves the battery. Exactly, and I can still see that's briefing. It's got a pulse, but you know. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, my phone biggest distraction by by far, definitely. And then my second biggest distraction, like I say, ideas. I'm very like I could do that, and that's not a bad thing, but it can distract you. Yes, and it yeah. has on many occasions where I've been like, I'm, right, I'm working on this. Oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that, and I'm really like, if I see someone doing something and I think I could do it, I I I start to do it, and that's a problem. It's like focus just focus on one thing so you've got a book now that you write your ideas in that you could do and then look at them afterwards after you've completed one project yeah i've got two awesome things one is my whiteboard um like a flip chart sorry i write on a flip chart just random ideas and i leave it there and then i know it's there i can go back to it the other thing on my safari i have a bookmark tab called cool things to look into and every time I stumble across a cool website, which happens literally every day, <laughs> literally every single day, I go to bookmarks, I put it in cool things to look into, and I X off of it. So I know it's there, but I'm not focused on it now, and it's not bugging me, it's sitting in that folder. And that's the best decision I've ever made when it comes to business. That one thing has saved me so much time and kept me focused. Good. Okay, now time travel. So Ooh. if you could travel back to your 18th birthday, which wasn't that far from <laughs> where you are now, um, knowing what you know now, yeah. what are the first three things you would do? Oh, 18th birthday. Okay, number one, start a YouTube channel and do it consistently. One video at least every week as a speaker to build like a consistent following and I do that without fail because I think consistency has been like a part of why I'm not further on than I am now, you know, in my own mind. So yeah, first thing, start a YouTube channel, consistently upload every single um, every single week. And YouTube's such a massive thing now. Oh, giant, giant. And I've got so much business from my YouTube. Um, so I started YouTube and I started a podcast earlier, way back then before it was even like, Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now's quite a good time, but people are coming a bit more wise to it. There's loads of shows being launched, but yeah. back then would have been awesome. So yeah, so YouTube podcast. Uh, second thing, eighteen years old, go to the gym regularly. Like maybe even start a ballet class. That no, yeah, forget gym, ballet. I'd start ballet. I'd literally to get strong. Go to ballet and start ballet. Yep, to get strong to sort out my core because I've got a bad back now like I'd start ballet lessons and just go there not care what anyone thinks just go do my ballet lessons um, I think that's very important I think a lot of people care what other people think yeah. and then you let yourself down so doing ballet lessons I mean they're the strongest men I'll ever know yeah <laughs> very true so yeah definitely third 
See, I'm tempted to say I'd go and find my fiance three years ago, but I feel like you know when like things happen at the right time for the right reason. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't really play with that because you know those movies where people go back and they change stuff and then it like messes um, up. Yeah. So yeah. So I think I think I wasn't mature enough to be where I'm at now. So yeah. So the third thing I would do is, man, what's the third thing? YouTube podcast, ballet lessons. And then I'd probably start reading. That's yeah, a good one. I'd probably start reading more. Um, I I was never really into reading. Um, and recently I've started to read like personal development or business books and got a lot out of it. So I think I'd start to read. Good. Yeah, those are my three. <laughs> Broaden your knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is just things for the audience now to take away with them. Yep. To then put into their own lives. Awesome. Okay. Why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Um, I think it's kind of twofold. Number one, um, because I'm going to die. And Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I'm going to die. And I know that on that gravestone, I mean, I want to be cremated, but yeah, on the, on the gravestone <laughs> or on the, on the little jar I'm in, it's going to say 1994 dash and then the year I die, which hopefully like, 3050, but and the year I die, right? And that dash is all you get on the gravestone and for me I need to build like a legacy I need to build something that lasts long enough and had made such an impact on the earth that you never really die in people's hearts like Michael Jackson will never die to me no yeah you know what I mean um like Martin Luther King will, will never really die Abraham Lincoln will never really die that kind of like Winston Churchill will never die it, because they made such an impact on this world that they'll always be remembered so for me it's about creating an impact that lasts longer um and then secondly I genuinely, like, I genuinely believe I can make a difference in the world. And I think it's it's a mixture of being naive, a mixture of being confident, a mixture of being stupid, a mixture of being clever. I don't know. But I just, I genuinely believe that the work I do can impact lives. And I'm doing a disservice to the world by not doing it. So if I went out tomorrow and got, like, a normal nine-to-five job where I am in an office with a certain amount of people, I don't really reach anyone else... I'm doing a disservice to the world and I'm wasting my time. Well, I'm sure when you go to talk to, to students at schools that you inspire at least one. This is it. And if there's just one that changes in that room, it's been worth it, right? Yes. So, yeah, if for those two reasons. Because I'm going to die and because it's I'm robbing the world of something if I don't reach my potential. Okay, for the audience members who want to get where you are today, what are three little habits they should start now? Mm, okay, YouTube channel. Get a YouTube channel. Whatever you do, get a YouTube channel. <laughs> start doing it now. Start uploading videos regularly. Show us what you're about. Create yourself a, a little brand. Um, secondly, learn to love yourself. Like, love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, I don't see how anyone else can. And if you're always, like, you know, worrying or being insecure or worrying about things going wrong... You're never going to do them. And I've been on both sides of the coin where I've been really confident, gone for it, and it's gone well. And then I've also robbed myself of opportunities because I've been insecure or scared about it. And, you know, for everyone's got New Year goals. One of my New Year things is to just go for it, not care what anyone thinks and get it done. So that would be like my, my second thing. And third thing, go and find a mentor. Go and find someone who's doing what you want to do. Get in contact with them, interview them 
shadow them, just whatever you can to get around the right types of people. If you're around the right kinds of people, you move forward so much more quickly than if you're on your own. So yeah, that'd be my final piece of advice. Go and find yourself a mentor and hang around them as much as possible. Which is also kind of part of why the show's here, um, because it's hard to get hold of a lot of people, hard to sit down. So this show allows you to sit down with them for half an hour Mm. and find out what makes them tick and... So does this mentor have to be in their field or just someone that's doing well for themselves? Okay, so I'd recommend someone in your field, but I have been mentored by people outside of my field and it's added like a different a different angle on something that's already there. So yeah, I mean, ideally someone in your field as far as business goes, but for your personal development, listen to people from other, other walks of life as well because they've all got really interesting stories that could help you. Cool, thank you. And finally, this is something that you do regularly, but (laughs) you're stood on a stage in front of 10,000 young people. You're only allowed to give one piece of advice. What would it be? Oh, aim a little higher than anyone would ever expect you to. That's it. Aim a little higher than anyone would ever expect you to. Because if you can take that into every aspect of your life, you're always overachieving you're always giving more than what people expect of you you're always doing your best and people are always going to be amazed at what you've done for them or amazed at what you do because they they have an expectation and you always go over and above it so always just aim a little higher than anyone expects you to i think that's an amazing piece of advice because especially while you're at school you get given expected grades yeah and that could I, i mean i got given it and i got most of the time c's or b's yeah um and actually in my english i got a d Right. And I ended up getting an A. And I think you just have to believe in yourself more than this anyone else believes in you because no one is going to believe in you anymore than you do. This is it. If you don't believe in yourself, why should anyone else? And I mean? stop listening to people that say you're average because you're not. You're always going to be more Ugh. than that. There are two words I hate, average and potential. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you hear any of those, run. Run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much for letting me interview you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And just before you go, how can our listeners get in contact with you, obviously? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, firstly, thank you so much for, for doing this interview. It's, so, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. <laughs> and it's cool to sit on this end of the interview as well. Um, it really made me think. And, and realise that some of your questions are really hard. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh. Like, you're writing these questions. Like, that would be a good question. Then you get asked them. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, um Get in contact with me. I'm all over Twitter. I love Twitter. It's at Kamal Hyman, K-A-M-A-L-H-Y-M-A-N. Um, I've got a Facebook page, which is also Kamal Hyman. On Instagram, I'm also Kamal Hyman. On Snapchat, I'm also Kamal Hyman. You like your name, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I just think it gets confusing. Like If I'm like, yeah, it's Kamal123, but on that, it's Kamal458. So, yeah, right, I just yeah, try to sure. keep everything consistent. And, yeah, and then KamalHyman.com for, like, the speaking stuff in the videos. Lovely. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens. You spent time with a true eagle, Mr. Kamal Hyman. Continue to aim a little higher and we will see you next time. Thank you very much. Woo! Thank you so much for listening. You could have been anywhere in the world doing absolutely anything listening to any show, but you chose to listen to the Aim A Little Higher podcast and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Please be sure to like, review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't already, get over to www.aimalittlehigher.com, fill in your details into the form, and receive your free video on how to find your passion.
To be in for the chance of winning a free Amy Little High shirt, get over to amylittlehigh.com, fill out the form, and then submit your question for the Saturday Q&A. The winning questions will be answered in their very own podcast on Saturday, and you will also receive a free shirt sent directly to you.